0: What It Do, DMV, episode 14 of Chirpin' DMV, and we are back after another week-long break because A.B., our producer, decided to take another vacation. So, man,
1: yep, this guy, taking just a million vacations.
0: Yeah, yeah. what are we supposed to do? We can't get the episodes out to you guys. But just me and A.B. on the mic today, so we'll start to A.B. What's happening?
1: Not much, man. We had ourselves a good weekend in New Hampshire, man. That yeah. was jumping.
0: Nice little extended weekend out in New Hampshire. Went up Wednesday after Wednesday. work, hit up Baltimore, then hit Philly, and then off to New Hampshire for a weekend of uh, some kayaking, some drinking, some boating, some... Wake surfing. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, good time. Dude. Underway. What's up?
1: That ride Wednesday night sucked.
0: You slept the when entire we got- time.
1: Yeah, but we got stuck, and the battery, oh, the car did. battery. Oh, yeah,
0: died yeah, yeah. Us. We got to, like, Connecticut, and it was, what, <laughs> midnight, and then the car car battery light comes on, so we pull over, and that takes about 45 minutes to toggle with that a bit, and then we get to New Hampshire at, what, 3.30 in the morning?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drink, drink a couple beers. Yeah, to drink a
0: couple beers, and then hit the hay, and then up right again at seven thirty-eight in the morning, and then on the boat. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. So, baby. Uh, no sleep needed when you're on the lake. So, like I said, we have an episode today. We've got some pretty good stuff. We've got USA Hockey's uh, Ty Newberry, the Southeastern District Coach in Chief. Uh, we met up with him back in March at the 12 hour hockey game, Benefiting Kids on Ice, a program which he directs out of. Fort Dupont, so a very cool story, uh, very cool interview coming up at the end of the end of the show here. But AB, let's get into it. We got a couple things to discuss in the week and a half that we missed due to our producer being a lazy bum. So mm-hmm. let's start with some capital news. Just some simple. Burkowski switching the number ninety-five with the Colorado Avalanche. A little bit of a rebirth for him.
1: Yeah, could uh, I see a thirty-goal season coming up? Maybe at least twenty.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't be bad. Like we mentioned a couple episodes ago, you get him on uh, top two line, maybe up there with McKinnon. Then, oh yeah, you never know what's gonna happen.
1: Dude, ninety five looks. That, it's a good looking number on the back. It's, it's Chris. like it.
0: It's it's a clean number. Um, uh-huh. who are some other? Who are some big time NHL guys that were ninety
1: five? Matt Duchesne Matt had ninety five. Yeah,
0: see NHL players.
1: Uh, I don't know my, who else. I, my, I know Mikey Carr back in the day.
0: Yeah, Mikey <laughs> Carr back in the day of Bowie. Actually, he wore that throughout. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Andre Burkowski switching over to 95 in Colorado. And some more Caps news. So we knew or we mentioned in a couple episodes ago again that Christian Juice and Chandler Stevenson went to arbitration. The Caps have signed Christian Juice to a one-year $1.25 million contract uh, awarded by that independent arbitrator. So what are your uh, thoughts on that?
1: So, uh, you know, it, it pretty much completes our lineup, right? Are we talking about Christian Jews right now? Oh, yeah. Um, he, I mean, he'll just rotate with uh, him and Siegenthaler, I guess, for that last spot. On that
0: left side and, there on line three with Gudis.
1: Yep. Uh, so, we'll see how that goes. We'll give It'll give Gudis some speed over there. He can handle the puck uh, pretty well. Um, hopefully, he just makes some better decisions and gets uh, more sound, defensively sound on his own end.
0: Yeah, well, we got to remember last year that Juice had that. Bad leg injury and played what maybe half the year, if that. Yeah. And then yep. come into the second half, so that was tough. But I mean, during that Cup run, he was pretty crucial. I thought he played a big role in a lot of those games.
1: Yeah, he, he again, he's good with the puck. Like, he he Quick, can make some Good hard hands. Decisions. Yeah.
0: Uh, good at going up the the neutral zone. Uh, breaking hey, it in. He's got
1: flash he's got flashes of brilliance for sure
0: oh yeah yeah so like i said you let him clean up that injury a bit and he'll i think he'll be solid for us moving forward uh he'll, i think he'll win out that spot over siegent a good bit but so also yep. like we mentioned chandler stevenson uh one year 1.05 million dollar contract um that, again another independent arbitrator so thoughts on chandler stevenson
1: uh, just add some depth uh he'll be rotating in and out of the lineup as always he's got speed with him we all know how he can do uh he's actually pretty good on breakaways uh yeah, yeah. i remember that one year he could fade he, he got break. like four or five breakaways on the fourth line it would just finish almost every time.
0: Yeah, uh, shorthanded threat, too. Had a couple in the playoffs uh, two yep. years ago. Um, so yep. with that being said, Chandler Stevenson, we're going to bring back uh, Unleashed to Fury. So a lot of Caps fans happy, some not so happy. So we'll take a look at those. <laughs> All right, so like we said, Unleash the Fury, we are back with it. We're just pulling some random comments off of the internet uh, in regards to the Chandler Stevenson uh, resigning. So here's the first one. I hope he's running a place in Hershey because that's where he'll be playing until we trade him. We're already over the salary cap, and with his zero offensive ability, there's way too many cheaper alternatives available. Oh, wow, that's harsh. Yeah, yeah. So next one, we got over a million dollars for someone who's got no heart. He's a Hershey player at best.
1: Oh, that's fucked up. I, I, you can't say he doesn't have any heart. Yeah, just, I
0: mean, I thought he was very crucial in that Cup run. I I don't yeah. hate the signing at all. Like I said, it gives us depth and it gives us a little competition on that fourth line. So, and next one, yeah, I mean, what a waste of a million dollars!
1: What the fuck? I mean, I don't see why they're getting. So, he's getting so much heat. Like he again, he he won a Cup with us, and he was he was clutch on that back on that fourth line for like most of that season. Sure, he had a pretty an off season last year, but I don't, I don't see the I don't, I don't get the heat right
0: now. Next one. Shaking my head. Tons of speed, little talent. What is the infatuation with this damn guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> this one. Uh, okay. So these last two are kind of wild. This one was a guy that looks like he made a picture on clip art. And it says All right. hashtag trade Holpe. And then underneath it says overrated.
1: All right. On the Chandler <laughs> Stevenson post. Overrated. On the Jesus Chandler Christ. Stevenson
0: post. So and then the last one is now I can remain a Caps fan. Uh, All right. Like we said, we like Stevenson, but if you're basing your Caps fandom off of whether he is <laughs> sticking with the team or not, then uh, well, well, yeah,
1: you gotta uh, sort out your priorities. Sort
0: priorities. If we have a couple bigger name players on the team that may, you know, sway your opinion on the Caps if they leave or stay, um, I don't know. so let's no get skin. to yeah. some news from around the league. Why don't we? Speaking of some well, of the bigger hold names, on. okay.
1: Before we before we move off of the from the Caps. Let's uh, let's let's look at the roster real quick. I mean, so our roster is pretty much set after these two signings, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I mean, we're so a little we're... bit over the cap now, so we have some stuff to do. We got to make a little room, but yeah, they'll figure it
1: out before October, though. Um, but so for the future, we got. Well, you were about to bring up Vasilevsky. I'm I'm sure about yeah, his contract. Yeah,
0: tying in the the Holpe thing to it.
1: Yeah. Um. Like, what are we going to do with that? Like, what do you think we're doing with Hopi, Samsonov, and and even Backstrom with his contract up?
0: At this point, you have to imagine Hopi's gone. The real question is, what do you do? Do you let him ride out that next season, uh, make a run at a cup, and just obviously let him walk at the end of the year? Or do we see where we are at the trade deadline and possibly make some moves?
1: Yeah, I mean, I Backstrom's guess not
0: him. walking. He'll retire a cap. He'll stay a cap. That's one guy that we will sign. Um, but Hopi, on the other hand, I feel like that's a foreseen conclusion. The question so, is, let him walk or make a move.
1: So I was reading an article from the Athletic from uh, how do you pronounce it, Tariq El bashir Oh yeah. Um, and he was saying so Backstrom will obviously will try to sign him. He's he's looking at six years, nine million a year. And, I mean, the first four, three, four years, that's going to be great. And then as he, you know, regresses a little bit, it's, it's going to be like, wow, we're really tied up in this uh, tight cap window right now. And then we got Holpe, who we're giving all of our money to back. We're pretty much picking backs from Holpe, which kind sucks because they're they're just long-time yeah. caps. I mean, they've they're both been –
0: Gr- Holpe pretty much grew up in the organization, going through Hershey, winning the Colder Cup, and then finally coming up.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's sad. it's kind of sad to see that the uh the end of the tunnel is kind of it's kind of coming up on us. Yes, yeah, so real quick,
0: let's it. just mention that Vasilevsky uh thing we brought up. So 8 year, 76 million dollar contract extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning obviously, so 9.5 million a year. Um that's tough. <laughs> that's definitely yeah. tough.
1: I mean, you got to think Hope he's going to want more. He's going to want at least 10 mil. Uh, probably 10 and a half. I mean, what's yeah, Carey Price I mean, you had Bobrovsky
0: that? at 10 a couple of weeks ago, and I got Vasilevsky at 9 and a half. And which one of those guys Carey? have won a cup?
1: Carey Price has made a 10 and a half. I mean, he's probably Deservedly the best goalie. so, but... Yeah, he's the best goalie in the league. Uh, or Holpe, I think it's between them two. They're the most consistent, obviously. I mean, Lundqvist is if up you, there at like 8 If and a you half. look at
0: over the past, I guess, three to four years sample size, I'd say so. Five yep. years really, because what was that? Four or five years when Holpe won that Vezina go?
1: Yep, um, and then you got Hank at eight and a half. So I mean, and that was a while ago when they signed him. So you got to think, hope he's getting at least ten and a half.
0: Yeah. So, so that's the th- question: is um, what do we do, or what would you do? I,
1: I think hopefully Samsonov went. Samsonov. I don't know how he wants to yeah, pronounce Yeah,
0: Samsonov. But they have mentioned that he will be our goalie of the future. That he is supposed to be the guy.
1: He's uh, if he is going to be the guy, you got to give him more games this year I think gotta I think you got to really up,
0: like in yeah, general you gotta, this year
1: yeah you got to figure out what he's made of and I think I think if you want him to really be our goalie of the future you got to give him like 20 20 to 25 games this year at least gotta
0: have something you can't just throw him into the NHL next year and suspect him to be your starter I mean hope he's never really had injuries well, we'll knock yeah. on wood for that but I mean they're not just going to drop Phoenix Copley just to bring Samsonov up. I mean, he obviously got all that playtime in Hershey, but that's not nearly the same. Right. Um, so you got to yes. do something.
1: He's got to see uh, some NHL so time. I that, mean, look at Carter Hart. Like he yeah. came in for the flyers and just lit it Balled up. Out. Yep.
0: But that, so, I guess uh, that brings in the question too. So then if you do decide that you're going to move forward with um, Samson off as your goalie of the future, then you maybe sway your decision to trade, Hopi at the deadline, get some right. solid assets, um, Depending on where we're team at. That's, yeah, it all depends on where we're at. I mean, obviously, good possibility we're first or second in the Metro and we top five, to top six in the East, Eastern Conference. I mean, at that point, you know, you're going to lock up a solid playoff series. You're going to get home ice, and then you're going to make a push, as we have yeah. been uh-huh. for years after years after years after years. So that push is not going to be successful, I don't think, if you're just dropping your starting goalie and hoping you can ride uh, Copa's yeah. coattails.
1: Yep. So we'll we'll see. I think we'll see Holpe throughout the season. I think he'll he'll be at our roster on our roster through May, but we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, come playoff time. I guess.
0: Yeah, so speaking of the Metropolitan Division, uh, Vegas and New Jersey made themselves a bit of a trade. So the Devils acquired left-wing Nikita Gusev from the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for New Jersey's third-round pick in the 2020 NHL Draft and the club's second-round pick in 2021. Um, Apparently with this guy, he's supposed to be just a straight-up baller, like kind of a Kuznetsov situation for us where he just sat in the KHL for so long. And it was just like Delane and Delane coming over, and Vegas has really been wanting him to come over. So he wasn't making that move, so they finally traded him over, and apparently he's all-in and playing all-New Jersey next year. So, I mean, last year at St. Petersburg, he had 62 games played, 17 goals, 65 assists, 82 points. I mean, apparently he's just a stud left wing. 27 years old already, so he's got some experience.
1: Let's see how he does with the physicality. I mean, it's not it's not super physical over in, in the KHL, so we'll see how he uh, transitions into the NHL. The speed is obviously a little higher here in the NHL. I mean, sometimes it doesn't always translate, but then then again, then you see guys like Kuznetsov just come in and uh, have himself a hell of a season a couple of years ago, where he had 82 points, I think. I mean, obviously last year Kuznetsov didn't have the greatest season, but he's still Kuznetsov. He's still
0: yeah, he's yeah still top have top
1: Kuznetsov. 15. Yeah, uh, top 15 center in the league at least.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like that's just another addition to that New Jersey team that's already had a hell of an offseason and they're reloading. And makes it, makes it fits right in. That's, team. God damn, that's going to have be two very good uh, top two lines for them in New Jersey. Yep. So, well, shit, I guess we're going to see if, they, if they're threatening us. I, I wouldn't mind that if New Jersey was uh, playing the wild card and threatening us the whole Way up and down the calendar throughout next year instead of like Pittsburgh and your normal suspects. So, speaking of Pittsburgh, Chris Kunitz uh, announced his retirement from the NHL 15 seasons. He will join the Blackhawks hockey ops department as a player development advisor, assisting with some coaching staff and coaching uh, AHL's uh, or Chicago's AHL affiliate in Rockford. So, thoughts on Chris Kunitz and him uh, being gone and no longer being able to kill the Caps like every other Pittsburgh player has done
1: uh great career uh obviously we hated him as Cavs fans because he just killed us and he was a great uh little side piece for crosby a little uh one of his wingers for a while there and then uh slowly moved down the line up to the third line fourth line but he still killed us every year um i don't know how many cups does he have uh, he's got to have two like or three or, yeah yeah uh because whitney i think. He he was in that trade for Whitney that Whitney always talks about and spitting Chiclets, (laughs) stole all his cups.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his. (laughs) I saw him on uh, Twitter earlier, just uh, going off on that, being like, "Yep, that's the goddamn guy." Yeah.
1: So it's it's kind of weird that he's doing that with Chicago Blackhawks and the
0: Cups. A
1: three, okay. Mm. It's, it's kind of weird that he's doing that with Chicago Blackhawks though, and not the Penguins. I mean, he was on the Penguins for so long, I figured he might want to go back there. But, yeah, you know, uh, good for him. He's staying, he's staying with the game, obviously. I mean, a, he did a uh, stint with Chicago. Um, yeah, he did he, like one or two years, um, right? His, now you think of number. him as a
0: Pittsburgh Penguin. Yep, um, exactly. So that's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, interesting he's going to the Blackhawks. But, I mean, if they're going to present that opportunity, you're not going to turn it down. I mean, maybe Pittsburgh yeah, exactly. doesn't have that, you know, type of uh, – Spot on their team, or for anything yeah. of that need or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean maybe Pittsburgh doesn't have that you know type of opportunity available. So if the Blackhawks are going to get Blackhawks are going to give it to him. You take any way and get your foot in the door. So AB, I guess we're going to finish this our part of the episode off here with a little uh, game you found on Twitter, and then we'll kick it over to Ty Newberry.
1: All right, so uh, yeah, this someone tweeted out this. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was kind of cool. Uh, it's overtime. You have to create a three-player line, obviously, because it's three-on-three three now. And your team is composed of a player born the same year as you, a player who has the same first name as you, and the player who won Art Ross the year you were born. Who you got, Billman?
0: Uh, let's start with Art Ross. So that y- the year of 92 would have been Mario Lemieux for me, so that's my first pick. So we'll uh, toss it over to you now for your pick on that.
1: Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, for me, 94, I believe we looked it up earlier, was uh, Wayne
0: Gretzky. Yeah, that's not a bad pick.
1: Not bad year at all. He
0: was with the Kings, if I'm not mistaken. So the next one is a player uh, with the same first name as you. Uh, go ahead and start that one off as well if you want.
1: All right, same first name got alexander ovechkin baby
0: naturally um oh, yeah. there's a couple picks here i can go with i could stick with the caps and go matt niskanen or i could mess around and go maddie Hendricks, the paralyzer matt perot i could go with that even though it's not technically matt but let's go with matt duchene so i'm at um let's see marlon Mew and matt duchene so far so then the last one would be player born in the same year as you
1: all right same year as me uh, players born in 1994. I need myself a defenseman. Say we're going to go with Morgan Riley. Oh,
0: that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. So let's see. Players born in 92. I'm looking at a couple here. I'm looking at Tyler Sagan. I'm looking at Jeff Skinner, Gabriel Landiskov, Sean Couturier. But I'm going to choose Evgeny Kuznetsov, our boy we've been hey. chirping up a bit this episode. Not bad, buddy. Not bad. Not bad at all. So let's see. So I got, yeah, Mario Lemieux, Matt Duchesne, and Evgeny Kuznetsov versus your three. Who would be? Uh,
1: Wayne Gretzky, Alex Ovechkin, and Morgan Riley. Uh,
0: yeah, I think Think you'd probably top me on that one nine times out of ten. But nonetheless, <laughs> pretty good bad. lineups. Yeah, tweet at us. Uh, tell us uh, what your three would be. Um, see if they'd go up against ours. So anything else you want to drop on in here before we kick it to the interview and end this episode?
1: uh no man i think i mean we kind of went through everything today i mean not much has obviously gone on during the like we said kind
0: of <laughs> good we had that week and a half off to get at least a couple news bits
1: yeah so uh just you know a couple big signings Vas getting that big ticket i mean other than that yeah not much going on
0: yeah besides a producer for hire for chirping dmv so tell your friends
1: <laughs> oh, tell your friends, yeah. baby.
0: So with that being said, we're done here. Me and A.B., hopefully next week we'll be back with the full squad. Uh, you guys, actually, this coming weekend, where are you all heading, speaking of?
1: Oh, yeah. Forgot about this. Uh, me and KP are headed to Fort Wayne, Indiana for a State Wars hockey tournament. Hopefully we'll get some Instagram live up, maybe. Uh Snap some pics out there. Maybe get some shirts out there.
0: Yeah, do some and, cool
1: stuff. Uh, yo, we'll be repping... Uh, the state of Maryland for roller hockey. We're playing against two teams from Missouri and a team from Illinois. So we'll see how we do.
0: Okay, so team Maryland going out there, Fort Wayne Indiana. You guys didn't do too bad last year out in St. Louis, I believe it was. I feel like every year you guys play just like multiple Missouri teams.
1: Yeah. Missouri they always bring like like twenty to twenty five teams. It's kind of boring but big
0: roller hockey guys, I guess, but it's,
1: yeah. oh yeah. That's that's a big roller state over there.
0: So, yeah, you guys are off to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, off representing Team Maryland in the State Wars Roller Hockey Tournament. We'll get an update on that next week. But, yeah, with all that being said, me and A.B. are out of here. So let's kick it off to uh, Ty Newberry. All right, so now we got a very awesome guest, the um, Southeastern District Coach-in-Chief. Yeah, Ty Newberry sure. and head of the Kids on Ice uh, program uh, charity calls here. Uh, we're at Fort DuPont Ice Arena for the 12-hour charity game. Uh, how we doing?
2: Oh, We're doing wonderful. Thank you all for coming out. Really yeah. appreciate it. We got an incredible day here. A lot of uh, adults from around the region here to out to support our charity here, Kids on Ice, at the Fort DuPont Ice Arena. Uh, we've raised already over $12,000 and hopefully keep that uh, number increasing. Awesome. So
0: I looked. it, it looked like uh, so each player to be able to play in this game had to raise at least $100. Um, looking at the participant sheet, a lot of them surpassed that uh, incredibly. Like we were talking to the two ladies from the Saucy Rockets podcast, they were up at like $650 already. So that's a pretty neat thing. If you want to come play, raise the money, not too hard of a thing to do, get 100 bucks, and you're getting that income in, which is great for that charity and the program. So kind of explain for people that don't know what the Kids on Ice Uh, is
2: perfect well we are located in Ward 7 in Washington DC which is one of the more underserved regions of the city and through our not-for-profit the Friends of Fort DuPont last year we put over 3,000 kids on the ice free of charge through hockey, speed skating, figure skating, and basically a, a number of other programs are school skate for fitness and camps. And uh, out of those 3,000, over 3,000, the majority of them were either free of charge or at a reduced cost. And a lot of them come from Ward 7 and Ward 8 of Washington, DC. So there are untraditional ice sports users, kids of colors, uh, you know, high-risk kids, uh, low income, and uh, we are a safe place in the community for these kids to come, participate, and hang out and, and be a part of uh, a lot of good energy. We do a lot of enrichment programs, study buddies, we have a community garden out and back, so we're more than just a nice rink, we're, we're embedded here in the community.
0: Yeah, and with that, uh, like the study buddies and all that stuff, you see a lot of impact from the local teams that play out here, especially Gonzaga. I know they do a lot of after school programs where they come and help these kids and it's a good setup because it gives, like you said, the at-risk kids uh, kind of an escape uh, with a sport that's not really traditional, I guess you could say, um, in most aspects of if you think of an at- at-risk community. Um, so ice hockey is kind of crazy for them to come in and start playing for free, which isn't is an expensive sport, uh, as you know, with all the equipment and everything.
2: So, yeah, we're uh, we're very blessed. Not only do these kids participate for free, we get them their equipment for free also, and because we are the only full-size public ice rink in Washington, D.C., we serve people from all way eight wards in the city. So, uh, you know, we want to talk about sports in the city, you know, breaking down barriers and things like that, but the reality is the majority of the people go play in their neighborhood. They go to their local community center. They go to their local uh gymnasium, baseball diamond, whatever it may be, they practice with people from within their neighborhood, and then they go to a different ward to compete against each other. We're here, the participants are on the same team working together, playing together, and really are building that uh, incredible kind of a uh, community that we're looking for.
0: Awesome, right. And then speaking of the rink even itself, um, it was just... After that horn goes, all right, so it was just a couple weeks ago that the Rink reached an agreement with the city where you can now raise money and build that second sheet of ice, upgrade the facility. Um, What is that going to do for the programs? It's going to obviously give you a lot more room, a lot more sheets of ice to be able to get more and more going. Um, Explain what that will do to help uh, grow everything. Uh, just out of the 4
2: Yeah, we've been working really hard at this uh, for a number of years, and we have 25 million committed to the project, and we now currently have to raise five more million. Currently our existing programs are at capacity and some of our programs have a waiting list. So to allow us to increase the exposure and the opportunities for kids without pushing out our contracted users. Uh, One thing that we're very upfront of is Rentice. We, with Gonzaga and some other clubs and organizations in the area, and we use a lot of that revenue that's generated to subsidize our programming right. on top of it. So we we're, we're kind of at a tug of war stage now. Our programs have grown to a point where we could add more, but in order to do that, we would have to subtract from our contracted ice, which we need to fund uh, our kids on ice right, program. Right. So by uh, opening up a, a brand new two-sheet facility here on this grounds uh, will be an incredible opportunity for our programs, our contracted users, and, and all of ice sports to grow in this area, which it has been doing for the past 10 years.
0: Awesome. And then we'll just talk about two more quick things. Um, one is I know you guys do a lot of travel out of country with some of the players and then also talk about some of the success. I know at the Level 3 Coaching Clinic you talked about some of the players that came up to this program are now at like, in Olympic figure skating level or anything of that nature. Kind of talk about them and some of the success stories you've had come out of here.
2: Yeah, uh, in addition to our enrichment programs and classrooms that we have here, uh, every year we do a hockey exchange with a group in Israel. Uh, There's an organization there that we've teamed up with that puts uh, Arab kids and Jewish kids on the ice together. And we do the same thing here, but instead of using the different ends of the religious spectrum, uh, we put kids on the ice together who are of different race, social, economic standings, uh, to, again, bring people together. And we partnered on a hockey exchange a number of years ago. Uh, when we found out about each other, figuring we're both doing good, why don't we do it together? Yeah, right. And so we're making our fifth trip out this year. Our speed skaters and our figure skaters, we partnered with a group out of Ushuaia, our Argentina, which is the southernmost city in the world uh there's only one full-size ice rink in all of south america and we go down there in june and then skate and participate and and work with their kids uh it's a little bit of a difference going to the southernmost city in uh june where it's winter and then a few weeks later going to right. the dead sea which is the lowest place on earth where it's 500,000 degrees <laughs> switching that climate uh, real yeah quick. but the, the kids enjoy it and you know our organization the Friends of Fort DuPont not-for-profits over 20 years old and now we're starting to see a lot of the uh, things the end results of a lot of hard work that we've put together as you've mentioned we've had success you know we got kids who've come through our program who uh, are on to college. We have three of them currently in the Boston area, two of them attending uh, Harvard yeah. and one at MIT. We got two working on a doctorate. We've had uh, Maume Biney. Who was the first African American uh, female speed, or first African American female speed skater, uh, Olympic speed skater, who started out and learned to speed skate in our program here, and still keeps in touch with us and That's her father awesome. and things like that? So that isn't our end result. We, you know, we're not looking to send kids to the Olympics, and we're trying to, it's you know, build better citizens, future changing citizens, lives, changing making lives, making people
0: better. Yep. Um, through the sport of hockey, through the sport of skating and just on a nice cold sheet of ice and we know it's cold here at Fort Dupont. <laughs> yes. So again, yeah, guys, that was uh, uh, Ty Newberry uh, from the Kids on Ice uh, uh, program. If you haven't gotten down here, uh, you should try to do it next year. It's an awesome event. It's a 12-hour hockey game. You can sign up, skate for four-hour sessions, raise some money. There's awesome raffles you guys got going on today. Some Kuznetsov signed sticks, some jerseys, stuff like that. But uh, thanks again. Yeah, we Thank appreciate you it a lot. Appreciate you guys for coming out. Thank awesome. you. Awesome.
1: to